0: start the podcast right now. I mean, like, are you feeling comfortable? How yeah, feeling? I'm feeling comfortable. Oh, there you go. There's your voice. Yeah. There's your voice. Thank you for the coffee, by the way. You're very welcome. I didn't want to have the Um, But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ayo Chill podcast. Today, I have a very special guest for you. Her name is Kelly. Kelly, I don't even know how to say your last name, dude. So you're going to have to, like, do you want to try? I knew it's like Ar- 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 Abadola, Ar- <laughs>
1: Arboleda. Arboleda. It's really not that hard. Everyone butchers my last name. But
0: I, I'm not gonna lie. Like usually when I look at people's names, like I I don't know why in my head like I come up with like a completely different thing. Um, but yeah, that's how I'm I somebody my name.
1: said, Armadillo one time, and I was like, "There's no M." That's me. that's me. That's
0: me. That's <laughs> me. Yo, so what do you do, Kelly? Like, what what, what is your life, bro?
1: What is my life? That's Tell me a something great about question. yourself. <laughs>
0: You study in Montclair.
1: I do study at Montclair. This is study? my third year. I actually just um, declared my major last year, last semester in medical mm-hmm. humanities. No don't even ask me what that is because I don't. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah
0: that was literally the next question. Don't even that ask was... me.
1: But I double minor in public health and social work.
0: Oh, public health. Yeah. My sister does public health. Yo. She's actually a public health administrator for... Um, Willie P and she's actually uh, Public Health She works for Passaic County too
1: Oh shit oh, nah. She loves
0: that shit she loves I mean that
1: shit. honestly Like when people ask me Like why Medical Humanities Because it's a new major At Montclair Like it just It became new In like 2018 mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to study Like the math science part about science mm-hmm. about health I wasn't really intrigued by it I like the history of it I like how it's changed over time I like studying what's gone wrong ethically like the decisions that have been made in like healthcare. that's what interests me mm-hmm. and that's what I study that's like the best way that I could describe it and then the public health and social work is kind of like a plus mm-hmm. plus um, a lot of the classes that i've already taken fall under those minors so i was like fucking knock two birds with one stone so so
0: what are you trying to do with that like after (laughs) do you know is there any idea there
1: (laughs) honestly no (laughs) not at
0: all yo i really hope i'm sorry if your parents are listening (laughs) because i'm dead dead ass mad sorry for them
1: no my mom my mom brags about what i do and i'm like I don't fucking tell them shit. I don't as fucking know. No, because then they look at me and they ask me the same question. They're like, "So what do you want to do?" Oh my god, that's so great. And I was like, "Don't fuck. I don't fucking know." So like,
0: what what makes you? So I imagine that whatever you're doing, you're trying to do to like make yourself happy. So what makes you happy? Like, like, do you go into class and do you fuck with your class or not? Nah, you don't Honestly, fuck with your classes.
1: Ever since I declared my major in medical humanities um i have fallen more in love with my social work minor and i was like fuck damn it because mm-hmm. they don't they're very uh, like unappreciated like they're they're underrated or whatever like but the classes are very intriguing to me like right now i'm taking like intro to social work child abuse and neglect what a trigger warning class mm-hmm. oh my god um and i'm taking like um what is it um fill f- philosophical issues of biomedical ethics mm-hmm. what the fuck is that i have no clue what is that you know no i don't me. fucking know Jesus and like that's part of my major but like if you ask me what i've learned like we really just talk about like autonomy like we've talked about like abortion like heavy topics like mm-hmm. we talk about like the ethical decisions that have been made. What like ethical decision you think should be made? So it's like it really makes you think, and that's intriguing. But at the same time, it's kind of like I find myself more on that social work side. Mm-hmm. I actually just, <clears throat> I actually just wrote a paper and I got a ninety eight. So I'll I just want to say I'm, I'm kind yeah, of yeah.
0: Social work is crazy. The m- the m- older I get, like the more social work people I meet, and actually there's a lot of different people that. I know personally in my life who do social work um i have this friend out in uh, texas uh, his name's miguel he actually worked for like some company that would like do social work for like kids like who came out of like foster care mm-hmm. i believe and uh he would tell me the craziest stories i actually have an unposted podcast from when we did yeah. because he doesn't want to send me the damn polaroid to post it My god um, if you're
1: listening right now i really feel like you should get back to lewis bro,
0: and it's crazy because him and his girl his girl's name is jazz too she is a wonderful person and she's actually the one who got him into that and Aww. like they talked about it together and they worked together and they That's talked con- about the cute. stories con- bro but cute. that shit was heavy that shit was heavy dude because these kids go through it yo and it's like you don't know what to do because you know the parents aren't here or sometimes the foster home is ass as fuck and the people just don't care and these kids are like you know halfway to suicide they're halfway to just like they're just the lowest and the low and there's they're so naive in the, in the worst way because when you're trying to teach them about life when you're trying to give them advice
1: well that's why you know? a lot of social workers and a lot of psychologists nowadays like in this generation are Hispanic mm. Cause we're all
0: fucked up. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I I definitely believe that, I've de- and it's definitely a, um a topic on the podcast I've talked about before with having Latino parents and having them try to understand what you do. Um, it's funny, my father even like he knows I see a therapist and stuff, but he I forget what he called it the other day. You see day. a therapist? Hell yeah, yeah. I just
1: started therapy, bro.
0: I've seen I've been seeing a therapist. Let's see, and shout out to him because he actually watches this, and I, I oh, love him to death, bro. He hey. watches. Um, he, I've been seeing him. I saw him right out of eighth grade and I oh, saw him wow. up into maybe like my senior year of high school. And he helped me through so much stuff like suicidal thoughts, like, you know, uh, kind of broken home stuff. Um, and then when I hit my senior year, I was kind of the happiest I've ever been in my life. I had a girl. Like I had a scholarship to school. Like you know, I was really, bro. I was like really thin. Like really, like I'm not gonna say good looking because I think I'm sexy. (laughs) But I was like, I I love the confidence. Listen, (laughs) like I was, I was just like on on an all time high, right? So Mm -hmm. I stopped seeing him. I stopped going to him, thinking that I wouldn't need him because I thought, at the time, I thought my depression was cured. I thought my anxiety was cured. You know what I mean? There's not really a cure to depression, to anxiety, to any of that stuff, unfortunately. And it's not it's not bashing it in a way, but I'm, it's, it's a lifelong thing that you just learn to get better at, to handle with, and learning how to handle different situations that come at you, you know? So I started seeing him again after I went through, like, a really bad breakup. And actually, he probably, like, after that breakup was, like, the lowest point of my life. And it, he, me and him worked on our personal, how to take care of personal stuff so well to the point that when my mother passed away, it was easy for me to accept those emotions, go through it, go through the whole stages of grief. And it happened quick, bro. Like it happened quick, quick. I don't want to say almost immediately, like the day after, but like a lot of people think it's weird when I tell them the night my mom passed, I slept like a baby.
1: Honestly, you just hit so many different points that like yeah. I can go so deeply into. <laughs> no, because like for starters, mm-hmm. like
0: while you're talking to, don't mind me, because um I totally forgot to put the thing up here.
1: Oh. <laughs> so talk to me okay. and listen, I'm sorry okay. if I'm not making it No, no, no. Like, no, no, contact, no it's okay because um you hit a really important point that um just recently I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Everyone thinks that like there's like a certain amount of time that you should seek therapy and that it's for broken people. Mm
0: -hmm. That's
1: not true. That's like a total misconception. I 100%
0: agree.
1: Therapy isn't for broken people. Therapy is for anyone. Like, first of all, I was talking about this, um, to someone the other day. I don't remember, but, um, I can personally say that right now, I'm at a good point in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. I'm in a stable, loving, healthy relationship. Shout out to my girlfriend. I know she's gonna be. Yo, shout out, out to your girl. <laughs> I've never met
0: you, bro, but like honestly, that shit doesn't even matter because this is the first time we've yeah. actually seen each other in person, bro. Yeah, actually, and
1: person. um. Like I love my father, the mm. relationship with my dad is good. I've been striving at school, at least trying to, oh, mm. God knows. Um, but I just started seeking therapy and I wouldn't consider myself broken, but I definitely think that there's things I need to work on. And oh, hell yeah. I don't think that there's a time that I would like to stop just because like life, I don't want to say life is endless, but like, I want to go through my life looking at it as a journey mm. and never seeing like an endpoint of like, that's enough. I think I'm good because shit is always going to happen. It's true. Like, you have to know how to live with it rather than just think that it's never going to happen again because sad times are going to happen. So, I mean, that's why I started seeking therapy. But that's why it stuck out to me when you were like, I stopped like I stopped going to therapy because I thought, like, I was good.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I, again, it was a very young, naive kind of mindset. And, you know, it's almost to that point where it's like, I think in a certain age, like, you're... Like it's a certain immaturity That's where you just true. like you think you're on top of the world. Right. you just like
1: me, uh, my I, freshman year of college.
0: I'll, I'll say it this way. And this might be something that a lot of guys could understand, like and especially even today when you're having too much drinks or maybe, you know, you know, maybe maybe girls can understand, too. I actually, okay. think, I think a lot of girls okay. can understand this. You know, when you're just okay. having too many, a little bit too many drinks and maybe some other girl is looking at your girl or some other guy is looking at your girl and stuff like that. And then you're getting you're, you're getting tipsy too much. And then you're just like, yo, I'm gonna fight this motherfucker. And I'm a <laughs> win, bro. It don't even matter. And I'm a win. And I'm a win, bro. Like, bro, I've I've eyed up like guys seven feet. Eight eight six. My little like, five I six. six and, and I was like, I "Yo, I'll get my hits in. I'll get my <laughs> hits." I was like, "All it takes is one hit to the jaw. It's over. It's over." But like, nah, and you had no chance. Yeah, I no, chance. no there's fucking no chance. chance. <laughs> there's no chance, dude. There's no chance. It's it's a crazy high, and like, you know, being stubborn and also not being super open with your emotions. Mm. You know, um
1: I mean, that's something I struggle with. Yeah, I'm I'm not good one at confrontation. Holy shit, I'm not good with confrontation. Yeah. It makes me so violently uncomfortable. Like it, I get like this tight feeling in my chest and I mm-hmm. can't breathe. When someone's like, nah, no, talk to me, say what's up. And I'm like, <laughs> I
0: yeah. Can't, that's I can't. tough. It's tough. I'm actually the exact opposite. I'm really, really I'm really good with confrontation. Teach me your ways. <laughs> it's it's for me, I mean, like, I don't even know. Confrontation for me, um, Again, a, nice. lo- a lot of my <laughs> a lot of my um, traumas and how I learned to be a better person all stem from when I went through a breakup, like my first like big, big breakup. It, it put me into the darkest place of my life. Um, and actually something it, confrontation was actually something that I was horrible with back then. It was to the point where because of what was happening, mm-hmm. I wasn't even able to talk about the topic you couldn't bring up the topic without me throwing up
1: like I would gag sometimes yeah I would would start
0: gagging and um I think that throughout the process of just like going like it took months and months and probably honestly I feel like like for the rest of my life I'm still working on this stuff but it's just to a point where I've gotten better and better and for that it just took me a lot of time to realize that no matter what is gonna come in front of me no matter what's gonna confront me straight up it's either it's a couple things it's like how do you want to be told something do you want mm-hmm. to be like you know like stabbed to death or do you want to just be like shot in the head you know what i mean shot in the head and it's like shot in the head you know what i mean so um with a lot of these situations i kind of think is this gonna hurt yes but you know it's great if whatever is going they're gonna say is gonna hurt is that i know how to handle whatever hurt that is like no other for me it's like no other pain could amount to what I went through at my darkest. And you know what's crazy? At my darkest, why it was my darkest it wasn't because of necessarily the pain. I'm not kind of contradicting myself. But it wasn't necessarily the pain that was the worst, mm-hmm. right? But it was the fact that it was that much pain and I had absolutely no idea how to handle it. Literally at all. me. You know what I mean? <laughs> literally like me. when, when you're at that point, you know, it sucks. It's, it's so defeating. Like you literally feel like you can't do anything
1: you know what's worse is i think is what you just said is knowing that you have no idea how to go about it Mm -hmm. but knowing that it's happening yeah because that's something that i struggle with is being so self-aware of everything that's going on in my life my emotions and all the like everything but i me feeling the need to problem solve everything in my life and not going through the actual process of feeling my emotions and allowing myself to feel the way that i do it's me trying to like like sprint towards the end so i can have a good outcome like i have so much trouble throughout the whole process of feeling the things that i feel or understanding the things that i feel that i find myself feeling lost and aggravating Mm -hmm. because it's it's like having a voice in your head knowing exactly what's going on but still self-destructing and that's so difficult because you find yourself going in fucking circles and sometimes i feel myself going in circles and i end up just like uh word vomiting And someone will look at me and be like, what are you saying? And I'm like, and I want to fucking scream because I'm Mm -hmm. like, I know what I'm trying to say, but it's not coming out. And that makes me uncomfortable because now I've made a situation awkward and now I sound stupid. And then I'm sad because I sound stupid and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well, now I'm just kind of like, yeah, I feel nothing.
0: But it's weird. You say it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then you feel nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So does that mean it was that big of a problem to begin with if you feel nothing after <laughs> it gets so big? Right? I mean, this this is this is the whole you thing You bring up too.
1: a good point. Th- this,
0: this is the whole thing too because it's like when you're lost and you literally don't know anything, that's when I would be scared. Um I I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay.
1: True. That's
0: not necessarily so depressing. Okay. Um okay. I'm a musician, I'm a performer. Mhm what made me most nervous whenever I get up on stage, whenever I sing or even whenever I'm doing this podcast,
1: okay,
0: what makes me scared is not knowing what to do. If like what to do, if something comes up, right. Okay. And feeling like there's no solution to something. It's the, it's, that's the fear that gives me anxiety whenever I go up to do anything. When I used to play euphonium, which is like, you know, my freaking mini (laughs) tuba, right. (laughs) When I used to get up on stage, I would just get scared because I'm like, if I mess up, like, I'm not going to be able to fix myself.
1: You just keep going.
0: Right. And you just you just keep going. When I would practice, I would practice messing up and I was like, OK, if I just mess up, just keep going or find myself or just listen and just become better at what I'm doing. Um, even, for example, what just happened here. Right. Where <laughs> I, I forgot to put my little picture up. Right. And it's going to piss me off when I'm editing later. But like <laughs> they're going to know where we are <laughs> when, I, when I would first if this was the podcast a year ago. I would have been freaking out right now. I would Why? have been like, I "Would have been like, oh my God, I'm so sorry." Like, you know, like. Can can we just can you just give me a full second so I could focus on what the fuck I'm doing here and just like fix this real quick and oh my god I don't also I, at the same time I'm thinking like I'm ruining the po- conversation I'm ruining the podcast and then that's giving me anxiety that's and then my thought I'm process like, every yeah. single
1: day with everything I do
0: but rather than doing just that I was just like listen I'm having a dope conversation with her it's gonna look I'm gonna to me I was just like listen let just tell her like the truth that's it honesty is honestly the best policy I didn't
1: even fucking notice exactly if you wouldn't have said anything I would have been like yeah will mm-hmm. it be uh, like
0: yeah yeah Would you know it, no it, it just pissed me off because i like even just hold, holding a certain standard because like, a lot of people want things but they don't know how to do it and again that comes back from like you know the fear of not knowing how to do things right or the fear of like oh what if this happens well i know how to fix it i it's have a be okay. really listen
1: i have a really <laughs> big fear of fucking up like the guilt that i get from fucking up even the smallest thing and I have really shitty memory. And that shit's been... I've been trying to work on that. I've been getting better. Mm-hmm. But um, when I forget something, some even something minor, I put so much guilt on myself. I'm like, you're such a fucking idiot. How could you forget something so small? And it's like... I started to beat myself up about it when it's like it's li- like it won't matter in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's not going to fucking matter. Me parking, I go, where the fuck is this bell thing? Mm-hmm. Me holding two Starbucks drinks. <laughs> me holding my phone. <laughs> it's dark as shit outside. Yeah, I, I know. was like, fuck, I'm going to be late. He's going to be so mad. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to like hold him back. Like exactly all of that is what came through my mind 30 minutes mm-hmm.
0: ago. Well, what I say, chill vibes, bro. It's all chill vibes. It's all, and, and you know, you know, it sucks. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Um, You know, I think with it, too, we when when we don't know how to do things at the same time, we love just as humans doing everything fast. Yeah. We like to try to get everything done as fast as we can so we can fix the problem.
1: Okay, but time isn't real. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, time. Okay, well, I'll say time isn't real. Right. (laughs) But the process of getting anything done is. Yes. Like you don't necessarily have to put a a time length to anything, you know what I mean? Um, In the sense of like, for example, my age. I'm okay. 23, right? Uh huh. I'm a year out. Well, I'm not technically not a year out from graduating, but I'm a year out from when I was like, you know, supposed to graduate, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Do I have my life together right now? Necessarily? Not really. You know what I mean? Well, I'd say, right. I would say, you know what? I'd say, yeah, I actually do have my life together, but not to what society would think is having your life together. Coming out of college, getting a job di- directly on your degree, um, getting out of college and having lots of money and shit. I'll t- I'll tell you what. Right now. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. I'm traveling. I'm doing this stuff, which is fun as fuck. Do I make any money from the podcast? No, no. You know what I mean. Do I put hella hours into the podcast, like editing it, and like now, like we're trying to come out with merch um, (gasps) at the end of the year and stuff. So hopefully, like for holiday season, you know, you'll be able to cop some merch. So, but um, Christmas present. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude! Like you know, it's like there's not really um a correct timeline. I forget where I was going with this, but time, everything takes a process, right? Yes. Um and. I honestly completely just blanked out on my thought. Completely blanked out on my thought. But (laughs) we could come back to that. It's fine, We could definitely come back to that. What were we talking about before that? You were just, yeah, I know, we just kind of went off. (laughs) We kind of just went in this huge fucking circle. circle. It's fine. We were talking about getting stuck in that circle, though. Getting stuck in that, okay. So when you do, okay, I know exactly what I'm talking about. There you Um, go. So... You were talking about getting stuck in that circle. And I think that kind of correlates too with people wanting to finish finish everything at the same time. The Mm -hmm. biggest thing I learned from my lowest point in my life was that you need to work on things one step at a time. And it's really, really difficult to do that because one of my biggest problems is I make everything sound easier than what it is. Mm -hmm. Taking everything step by step means that other things in your life will suffer. So if you're focusing on something to fix it, then a lot of the qualities of your of the rest of your life will kind of go down as well. For example, um let's say your relationship with your girl, right? Let's say there's something, let's say you're just dealing with a lot of depression, right? And you need to you need to fix it. So you need to go on your own journey to to solve your depression or figure out what the hell's going on with you. If you're going to think about it as energies, right? Okay. Spirituality. Love, love. Your depression is taking up maybe like 20% of your energy. Okay. And the the percentage, the rest of the percentage you need to like kind of solve that, you need a lot. And maybe you're giving another 40% to your girl and stuff like that. If you're going to take a lot of your energy and figure out how to fix that, you're going to have to take it from other parts of your life. You know what I mean? And that might lower the quality in your relationships with other people, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, everybody kind of needs their time alone to figure out shit, you know, because then in the long run, what a lot of people do is that they don't let they don't take time away from other things that might make them happy to solve their own problems. But that problem will get so consistently worse and keep growing over time. And then regardless, their relationships get worse and worse and worse. And then it creates breakups. It creates, you know, chaos in the home. It creates you to get even worse and get, you know, uh, debilitating, I think is a word. 't I, I think I think the right is debilitate um if it's not deteriorate deteriorate love great deteriorate. great deteriorate, deteriorate. like you know your life just continues deteriorating until you get to a certain standpoint mm-hmm. and that's kind of what happened to me I was I was mm. I was trying to fix so many things I was trying to fix my relationship I was trying to fix my depression I was trying to fix my weight I was trying to fix my problems at school I was trying to become a better musician I was trying to become a better singer I was trying to fix Damn, my we're
1: really just talking about yeah
0: dude can just all go, our go, problems. Going in it. Going in it, you know, I try to fix everything in my household. I couldn't do all of that at
1: the same yeah. time. What are you, Superman? No,
0: no, and you know, it's crazy at the time. You know, my relationship, it, it, I think, a part of it, why it didn't work out was because it needed more attention from me, and then what I needed to do to fix myself was actually give it less attention and really? more attention to myself. Hmm. And at the time, maybe we like. I'm not showing shade or anything, but like, that's kind of just how it is. Throw shade. Regardless, (laughs) regardless if, if, you know, my partner could have or couldn't have, it doesn't even matter. Um, I needed time for myself to figure out what the hell's going on in this fucked up head, you know, at the time. At the time. And, you know, step by step, you know, like, for example, you said you put so much pressure on yourself. I do. When you forget something. It's crazy. I forget things all the time. I forget things all the time this podcast <laughs> i'll literally read you my so what i started to do was make lists for myself so i don't forget things i started writing things down even my therapist always tells me write things down and i'm like jack shit i'm like, <laughs> like i'm like no nah, no nah, i'm not writing anything <laughs> I feel like down. that's not gonna he's, benefit he's, he's like write down your feelings and i was like what is that gonna do what is it uh, bro? he's
1: having you journal. L-
0: let me let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something and I will say this like on camera I don't give a fuck. Journaling, writing everything down will change your life. I guarantee it bro. It's the most slept on thing ever and you know what? It's kind of like people expect immediate results. People are very no, impatient. No, yeah. You know? It's not
1: like it's not like you write for a mm-hmm. week and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, shit yeah, dope. Yeah, no, that's no, not how it works. No, no,
0: no. Like over time you'll we'll start You have to do stuff. it
1: periodically. Well, and continuously.
0: Yeah. My notes, league. my notes are fucking filled, dude. Like for for the podcast, for like, let's see, I have over one thousand different notes.
1: Holy shit!
0: Mm-hmm. Like easily read one. Read- like <laughs> <laughs> like it's between like you know writing music, things, yeah. reminders for myself. Um, I have a list for people I want to get on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I like my schedule too. Like I forget the shit out of things. My calendar, like I color coordinate. I color coordinate uh-huh. that stuff. You know, like. Look, look how October looked like for me, bro. October yeah. was fucking crazy, you know, and it, it's tough. Even putting energy into that is rough.
1: I mean, I wouldn't say I have a, a different perspective on, um... Bro, flame me, bro. What you oh, no, no, no no no. What no, you no, no, no. You want to know why? Because <laughs> let me get into it. Let me put my thoughts together, even mm-hmm. though they probably won't be <laughs> when I start talking. Before I met my girlfriend, my partner, Lauren, mm-hmm. um... I thought I was chilling like I knew I had some trauma but like I was like yeah like I'm cool like whatever like I started seeing Lauren actually (laughs) we started talking well she first messaged me um, November 14th of last year Mm -hmm. and then we had our first date November 24th and I promise you even before we went on our first date I was like yeah I was like, that's, yeah, it's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. I'm going to make it fucking it mm-hmm. <laughs> happen. No, like she really like blew my fucking mind. Like since the minute we started talking on FaceTime, like it was straight up vibes. It was chill. Like I, f- I felt like I had known her forever and I didn't realize how many things I needed to work on until I actually got into the relationship and it had nothing to do with her. It's just things that I had left unresolved that I didn't think needed my attention. Here's my thing though never once did I think I should probably leave to work on myself because imagine how fucked up it really would be if everyone had to leave a partner that was good for them to go fix themselves and then come back.
0: You know what? I agree with that.
1: Do you know what I'm saying? Because like, I completely agree. I completely agree. If this person is really for me, like they're going to be like with me through like thick and thin, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's the whole part, part that like, like, whoa, brain fart. Uh, Like, (laughs) vows right in a wedding Mm -hmm. um you know through through thick and thin through sickness and health like that's for a reason you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like i don't just want to be with my partner through all the good like there is stuff about me personally that i need to work on yes and i Mm -hmm. will that will need my attention my undivided attention but i have learned to separate those two things oh yeah and it's hard don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong because relationships take commitment and apart from love being a feeling like it's also a choice i choose to love my partner every single day willingly and i want to grow with her even through the uncomfortable moments Mm -hmm. i want to um because i wouldn't want to do with anyone else and i don't want to do it alone Mm -hmm. you know like everyone says like it's okay to be independent i 100 percent agree but then why the fuck are there billions of people on this world Mm in this earth like we're meant to be around other people. We're meant oh, to yeah. grow along I definitely, other people. I definitely agree. You know, I definitely that's agree. why I value the relationships I have, and why I'm trying really, 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 really hard. And my girlfriend can be like, "You're a fucking liar." Uh, I'm trying really hard to learn how to separate that attachment towards some friends because of history, because mm-hmm. I'm going to meet a a bunch of people within the next. 10 20 years Mm -hmm. and some people are gonna stay and some people are gonna leave and i have to learn how to be okay with that and i also have to learn how uh when to decide that it's time for me to stop um having relationships with people who i thought were family (laughs) um Um, anyways thanks for having me
0: I will say this, I'm sorry if I I'm sorry if I came off the wrong way before. And no, I don't necessarily No, no, I just wanted to give you mm, oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah, perspective yeah, no, on yeah. it cuz I agree with your perspective and maybe I didn't explain myself the right way. I don't necessarily think you need to leave your partner, right? But okay. I do I do think that a good partner would understand. Like, you know, a, okay. a, a good op, there's good communications mm-hmm. into where you need to sacrifice in the relationship for each other, right? Okay. Like for example, um and it's crazy. Again, Miguel Give me your damn Polaroid because we had so many good conversations. Um, I, I I was actually kind of getting it in, into with my friend one day. Oh, okay. And we were we were talking about. Tell me more. We were talking about. Um. He was just like, I was we, again the same conversation about like you know your partner and how like you need to be under you need to be understanding to each other like if you want to do something like let's give an example like he wanted to get a job and that job would cause him to not spend as much time with this girl but he needed this job to progress for himself. Right? Okay. Um. A good partner would understand that, yeah. you know, and it, it would suck not seeing each other as much. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not being able to do the things you can, like, while that's happening. But like I said, that's kind of like a road you need to take. And that's why I yeah. mean, like, your energy kind of your energy's kind of shift where you're sp- putting more energy into yourself and less energy into your relationship. But it's kind of like a temporary thing until that thing grows. Right. Once that thing grows, you have that settled. It's like, boom. Then you come back and it's like, bam, look, I'm better than I was before.
1: Well, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like. Mm-hmm relationships are about commitment. You know what I'm saying? It's give and
0: take. It's a lot of give and take,
1: you know, but that's also, that's someone's personal choice. Mm -hmm. If someone is like, you know, I understand you're doing this for your own benefit and stuff like that. I just personally feel like this wouldn't benefit me. And I don't want that. I can respect that. Do I think it's kind of fucked up? Yeah. But like, I know that a lot of shit, a lot of shit is going to happen in my life. um, Where maybe I won't have enough time for my girlfriend. But I would hope that she stays with me. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that are happening in my girlfriend's life currently or, like, were, like, a month or two ago. And I took any time out of my day to be with her, even if I couldn't be, like, by her side. She coaches field hockey, um, rec uh, middle school. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm fucking happy for you, dude. And I would Man. go to all the games that I could. I would go, all, even if I sat there for two for two hours, not knowing what the fuck field hockey is. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be there because of her.
0: Yeah. And, and you know that, what I'm and, saying? That, and that's dope as hell. That's literally dope as hell. You know, like I said, it's a lot of give and take. You make that decision. And it sucks because some, some people don't realize how much of a sacrifice that really is, you mm-hmm. know? And unfortunately, like, you know, like in my case with that big breakup that mm-hmm. I, I did, like, it was to the point where, like, I needed everything on me. I needed everything on me, and at that at that point, like it, I need, I was so fucked up that it's like there's no way I was gonna keep the relationship. There's no yeah. way. And, well, and, you also don't want to no.
1: cause more damage when exactly. you know that you're mm-hmm. the damage. Yeah, you know and, what I'm I, saying? and you know what?
0: I'm so happy because you know, looking back at it, because she broke up with me, right? Um I'm stupid bitch. Bit. Nah, I'm so sorry. No, nah, just kidding. Nah, it's, just cool. it's cool. It's cool. I mean, we're not cool, but I mean like it's it's cool. I mean, like much love to her, but like love
1: the mindset. No, love for the real. Mindset. It's all
0: love, like all like success and happiness towards her, like for real. But wow, like,
1: you're really doing better.
0: That, like So positive. Yeah, no, I'm being I'm being so serious. Like I literally no, just hope I love the that. best for her, the best in her life. I hope that one day we can like talk maybe one day. Mm-hmm. You know, just to catch up as people, as friends, because that's what we mm-hmm. used to be. But um, you know that decision literally drove me to be where i am today you know and i don't know if i had the strength to walk away from that i definitely did not you don't think so but she had the strength to end it she Mm -hmm. had the strength to end it so
1: you're grateful for that oh i'm
0: I'm so fucking grateful i wish i wish you knew how grateful i fucking was because that ass like a lot of who I am today is like from the lessons I learned through that journey.
1: You know, if you're mean? watching, thank you for breaking up. With us. <laughs> That's like <laughs> yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> there's,
0: there's, there's a lot of ways to look at it. He's doing better than ever.
1: Do it again.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of fucked up ways to look at it. You know, um, I like this topic that we're on, love um one of the things we want to talk about is kind of like the universe spirituality and stuff i kind of broke it down a little bit into like two areas okay um and we kind of already touched around those two areas but i I wanted to see like where how in depth we could go with okay so i kind of broke it up into like for example we just talked about love i wanted to talk about like uh what, what where would you rather go in the part of the universe kind of it's kind of a mixture of universe and life okay. there's the love part and then there's the death part so it's like
1: oh my god okay you could think So this. so funny story a little real quick yeah go on um as of lately like the topic of death doesn't sit right with me but that's because i haven't really had a significant death that has affected me deeply, but the topic itself really makes me uncomfortable. Um, and my girlfriend has been kind of, I don't want to say teaching, but has been having really deep, meaningful conversations with me on what death is, the effects of death, what happens afterward, grieving. And I'm so like appreciative, but like it's so hard for me to understand when it hasn't happened yet. And I'm so scared for the time it does.
0: Let's talk about it now. This is actually this is actually my favorite topic.
1: Really, like the,
0: my my favorite topic within the past couple years has been death mm. because I've experienced a lot of it. And mm. my mom passed away um mm. a year and a half ago now.
1: Yeah. So
0: you know what? The thing that upsets me most about death is that it's not taught enough in schools. It's
1: not because they think it's a taboo topic. But exactly, we need to. I, I will say what I will. Mm. <laughs>
0: go ahead,
1: um, I do think that we should stop making it such a taboo topic because it happens like it's a normal thing that happens.
0: It's the only thing that all of us are guaranteed to go yeah. through in life. The only thing that we are 100% guaranteed to go through in life. There's some people who don't even know how to talk their whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. In rare instances. Mm-hmm. Death is something that everybody goes through. And, you know, I say, I say, um, actually, real quick, let me grab the charger for my laptop. Because <laughs> if I don't grab the charger for my laptop, the screen's going to die. And if the screen die, at that You're point, gonna fucking I, lose I'm going to lose it I'm a, I'm a then. I'm going to be like, oh, no, nah, I do not not know what to do now. Like, I got to wait for this shit to okay. reboot. I got to, like, bring this all up. Give me one second, dude.
1: Hi, guys. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs>
0: The Kelly, the Kelly Armadillo podcast. Stop fucking calling me
1: Armadillo. It's really sad how people butcher my name, though. I'm not lying. Like, y- you really just sounded out like R-bo-lay-da.
0: If it takes me more than one second to try to figure out your last name, I'm not even trying.
1: <laughs> Isn't meant- yours uh, <laughs> Beto?
0: What? Like my, my Your name. last name? No, no, no. My last name is Apasa Saavedra. Right. <laughs> So, like, if people, like, I don't even, I'm not mad. Stop. Are you like, serious? They'll be like, a positive Adra, And I'm like, yo, honestly, I can't blame you.
1: I can't blame Wait, you. Wait, why did I not know that?
0: I have no clue, dude.
1: <laughs> Wait, so where does where does Beto come from?
0: Beto's my nickname, and it's what my mom used to call me.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Start the violin. <laughs> oh, we, about, we about to get
0: into it right now. Don't you fucking
1: worry, bro. We about to get into it. Damn. All, these, all all this, what, a year and a half, two years, I really thought that your last name was Beto. Yeah, you're wild. You
0: fucking dumbass. I mean, this is the first time we are actually seeing each other in person, which is actually yeah. the coolest.
1: I mean, we've been on FaceTime and everything. Like, yeah.
0: bro, we've vibed since day one. Whenever yeah. we started talking, bro, like since we vibed. Since day one. And it's, it's insane. I've had people here who I could probably relate to more than you, like a lot more. And I'm not even saying that in a bad way. I'm she just chance. saying, like, I've known them for years mm-hmm. or like they've been around. Mm-hmm. Their podcasts have not been as comfortable as this one, mm. which is insane. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. No, I mean like that ass. I guess it's crazy.
1: No, nah, miss me out.
0: Death. Let's talk about it. All right. I know. I know. Muerte. And, I, and at any point, like if you feel uncomfortable, just let me know and we can move on. Goes from the topic. and throws up.
1: Yeah. Comes back. Anyways. Uh. <laughs> anyway, guys.
0: Um. So death. They don't talk about it enough in school. No,
1: they don't.
0: They don't. let They don't. A lot of people don't even know necessarily how to deal with it, and I feel like. For example, my family growing up, they always talked about, you know, uncles who had passed away, you know. And, yeah. and and I guess it's kind of, not not to completely switch rails and stuff, but like, for example, I know your family's first generation, right? Yeah. My family's first generation. You know, we've first talked gen- about- Anyways, Yeah. <laughs> no, shout out first gen, bro. Viva fucking grass, bro. Muy struggling. <laughs> but- You know, they've talked about, you know, people dying back like when where we're from. Right. Like, for example, I'm from Peru. They've talked about family dying out there Um, and I've never experienced that here at all Mm -hmm. in my life. And so um, when people passed away, I actually didn't know how the first thing that 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 made me really weird about it was that I didn't understand the concept, even though it's pretty simple of death. Yeah. Somebody passes away. They're gone forever. Mm -hmm. that just was weird for me. The first person who actually passed away who was major in my life was actually my librarian from Little Falls. She was the sweetest lady ever. Her name was Miss Mary Louise. Um, That's
1: such a cute name. That's a librarian name.
0: Bro, she was the sweetest. She would dress up for Halloween. She would do all these things for the kids, all these programs. Like, literally shout out to her. And her mom, a saint, too. Oh, my God. Her mom was a, a substitute teacher at my middle school as well. And she would be around and the sweetest lady ever. But when she passed away, it was crazy because I had a big connection to her when I was little. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she passed away, I just didn't understand. I didn't understand. And I remember going to my first wake. And I was just like, you know, the body's there. And you know everybody's crying, everybody's like really sad, and I didn't even know what to say. You know, I mean, I felt like sorry wasn't good enough. You know, or like I can't say it's gonna be okay. She's gone forever. You know, she's (laughs) gone forever. Like, what am I gonna say? Um. So that was like the first kind of traumas. And if you have any questions in between, no. You know what's funny?
1: I've never actually been to. Like a service, awake or anything like that. So it's like interesting to hear other people talk about it, and my girlfriend's talked about it. But like, it's crazy because I I cannot relate. You know what I'm saying? But the topic itself, the topic itself does scare me tremendously. Like,
0: I, I will say this. Um, I'm gonna come back to the wake part because I actually do think it's very important. Okay, it's very important. Okay. Um, going going through that process and everything, it's, it's very weird. You know when someone passes away. The best thing you can do, and this is going to sound super simple. The best thing you can do is literally just be there and give as much love as you can. Because those are one of the moments in life where literally nothing will help them except time. And the only thing that will comfort a person when they're in that kind of lowest point is just love, being there. And like however they need to grieve, because everybody has a different grieving process. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Some people are criers. Some people are just very silent. Some people literally just, they, they laugh. There's people who laugh yeah. at, at wakes, you know, because that's the only thing they, that, that's the feeling that comes out, you know, regardless, like, whatever that's Isn't going that through weird? their mind. It's, it's. How the
1: physical body, like, the natural yeah, response that happen, it, it's like, happens. It's weird,
0: but I could kind of understand because, you know, like, for example, when I told you, when I was at the lowest point of my life, everything came out at once. Like whenever I would have these spurts of mm-hmm. emotion, you know, and sometimes I would laugh. Sometimes I would cry. I'd throw up. I would just go into straight panic attack, you know, like in and out of different emotions so quick. And when that happens during death, you know, um, I'm trying to, um, the death part and everything, there's nothing you could do about it, you know? And it's kind of, you you. there's no good advice to give someone who goes through a grief a like immediate death there's no good advice as much as you would like to say something you know unless it's comforting towards them and that's what i'm saying like just love that's all you could do i love you i'm here hug them you know because there's nothing you could do unfortunately you know there's nothing and that's kind of a hard part of it yeah but making sure that they get as many open opportunities to actually go through that grieving process is very important. You know, for example, I wrote it down here. I was like, tell her why it's important to go to a wake. Why it's important to go to a wake, even if you're uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Unless you're crazy, crazy, crazy uncomfortable, you know, like this is the last time you're going to get to say goodbye to this person. And everybody kind of looks at death differently. I'm a very spiritual person. And mm-hmm. I believe that when you die, your spirit does leave your body But it goes back into the universe and it goes back into like a full circle and you can still feel your your ancestors, your family as energy. Um, And it's so important to go to that wake or like have that final goodbye is because that's the last physical point you'll get with that person. You know, this life is all physical right now. None of this shit matters. I mean, none of not that nothing matters, but. This is when we when we pass away, we're going into that next stage of life. We don't take anything away from here and going into that next stage of life is kind of beautiful in a sense. It's death is is beautiful because it's inevitable and it's the thing that we share with everybody else on the planet. Even the person you hate the most in life, even the person you love the most in life, we're all going to go there. And it's beautiful because it's this whole process and it's beautiful because in the future you will have kids, you will you will or have people you will care for and all that. And it's like it, it gets it gets so deep that also going through the process of acceptance, going through the process of kind of just like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm kind of just going off off the rails right here.
1: No, but. you know what? I was just about to interrupt you mm-hmm. because
0: interrupt me whenever, please. <laughs> oh my god, because I will keep going. No,
1: because I just saw <laughs> I just saw this TikTok mm-hmm. that said when people tell you to not take things in life so seriously, some people you know are assholes, but some people genuinely mean that because it's good to view life in a way where you consider yourself the experiencer Mm -hmm. of everything going on in the physical world you know what i'm saying like instead of thinking i'm experiencing this you're the experiencer in this body that you were given you know what i'm saying like when i start to feel like nothing in my life is going right that you know when you have those suicidal thoughts maybe it's just an easier easier way out it's only because you don't want to be consciously awake in the physical world right now you feel like there's a better place subconsciously like in your energy but like it's still gonna be there and also feelings are temporary when i think about those suicidal thoughts um back when um they can come back oh yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like i could be like i'm totally fine now and i do feel fine now i don't have those thoughts but who am i to say those won't come back you know what i'm saying so i think about death and I'm like, would it be easier sometimes when, you know, what is would it be easier to just end it? And, you know, not to get too sad or anything, but it's just like, what is that going to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, the, the correlation between the two and even the correlation between what we were talking about before. Again, I think a lot of those suicide... Because I've had suicidal thoughts too and it's something that I've worked on with my therapist. And, you know... I actually agree with you a lot in the sense that who, who's to say that they don't come back. Um, I actually say that's something you're going to have to deal with the rest of your life. Yeah. There's there's points where I get frustrated enough today, currently live, even though I'm telling you, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my mm-hmm. life. So some thoughts still come back. And it's not it's not. It's it's crazy. I don't bring them up even to my I'm so good at at handling them. And like kind of like talking to myself now, that is nothing I bring up to my therapist anymore. You know, Mm. it's kind of like if I needed to, I would. You know, but like I said, I don't think there's a cure for some of these things. I think it's just like you learning how to get better at them, dealing with them and realizing it. Well, yeah, because death is inevitable. mm -hmm, Death is inevitable. Right.
1: It's like you said, the one thing we know for sure that is going to happen to every single living thing is that we're going to die. You know, and I am trying to learn to find comfort in knowing that and accepting that Mm -hmm. and knowing that the people I love will pass away.
0: Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to go through, but
1: it's very difficult because mm-hmm. I go in this thing like, what am I gonna do? Is life even worth it? I I can't live without them, like my father, right? Like not to get too personal, but my dad's going through some through some health stuff, mm-hmm. so and he's my best friend. When I came out, he literally was like, "Okay, what do you want for lunch?" I was like, mm-hmm. "What?" <laughs> I was like, "What'd you say?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "What do you want to eat?" And I was like, "Did you not just hear me? I'm gay." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Okay," <laughs> and. That took me by surprise, but he was the first person who just bluntly accepted me. And, like, to think even that my dad will pass away, oh, my God, makes me want to throw up. Because I'm like, no, he can't. He can't. He was the first person to ever accept me. He cannot pass away. I cannot do it without him.
0: Again it's 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 hard because because a lot a lot of things that we associate with death is negative
1: it's negative because we we're we taught those negative mm-hmm. things
0: and we never think about the positive you know and is is a lot of people like to say is there any positive with death? Is there really and it's like yes and no my mom how you feel about my how, about about your dad i feel about my mom actually the last two years of my mom's life she became my best friend we talked about everything we literally talked about everything mm-hmm. and and and, you know, when she passed away, it happened so out of nowhere. I remember. So out of nowhere. Like, literally, like, I was just, like, literally, like, the night bef- like the night of, she was just working on stuff for her students. Literally all she was doing. She was doing what she loved. You know what I mean? Um, we, were, we had just had a conversation. Like, she was actually losing a lot of weight because she was doing this new diet. And she was, she was, like, probably one of the healthiest she's ever been, you know? Um, and when it happened, uh, I was thinking, you know, obviously you think about all the bad. I, 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 I look, I look back at it now. And like, for example, my niece was just born two months ago. And I think about why is she not here to enjoy this? You know, she always talked about retirement and she was preparing for that shit heavy. I'm like, why didn't she get to go to retirement? Why this? Why that? All these questions. Right. And that's another thing with death, with death, you have so many questions that you want to ask
1: and you have no answers.
0: You have no answers, but you know what? Your life and the way you live it will gradually give you those answers. Something, some, something uh, really dope that someone told me when my mom passed away. When somebody does pass away in your life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you, you think about all the conversations you've had, right? Mm-hmm. Conversations two-way, right? Mm-hmm. When somebody passes away, that conversation now becomes one way. And you have no choice but to listen to that person, and that's like, how do you listen to them once they pass away? And it's like, they're still conversating with you. Those conversations that you've had last a lifetime, and the way you look at those conversations change over time. Mm-hmm. My mom told me once, "I this is it's something I hated hearing when I was younger. You'll get it when you're older. You'll understand when you're older. You'll understand." Have and you hit like, that point? Have you hit that point? I I. Every year, I think I know everything. Every year, I think I know everything. And then every year, I realize I don't know shit. I don't know I
1: shit. Don't, I don't you know, know shit about
0: like, shit. I, I, um, as well, soon as my, my niece, man, I love, I love my niece to death, bro. Holding her for the first time, seeing her in the house, experiencing her. I remember my mom told me she was like, and uh, I opened up to her about my suicidal thoughts, right? And she told me, she was like, if you died, I would die. She's like, because I don't think there's anything else I would have to live for on this earth except my children. And looking at my niece now, she's not even my kid. She's my she's my sister's daughter. But I look at her and I'm like, if anything happened to you, I would just. I would die. I would would die. Like I don't. I don't even know how I would get through it. You know. Um. But the convert like my bump. What this came from is my mom told me she's like. When you have kids, you will understand. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember her telling her, I was like, yo, listen. Like, like, like that ass little immature ass me, like when I was talking about suicidal thoughts, I was like, yo, listen, if it happens, dude, you'll be fine, bro. You'll be rocking the next day. Trust me. You don't got to pay for my fucking clothes anymore. She's like, none of that matters. And I was just like, listen, listen, you'll, you'll, you'll chill, bro. If I make jokes about year,
1: that all the time. Like, bye. I told my dad, I'm like, yo, if I'm out, like, you be I <laughs> And my dad was like, my dad said the same thing. My dad was like, you are all I have. And realistically, like, I love my homie, but he's a loner. I love him, but I really am the only thing he has. And a part of me, a part of me thinks that that's why I carry so much guilt when things go wrong is because, for example, I am all he has. If I fuck up, I'm letting him down and I'm the only thing he has, mm-hmm. which is why I try to be such a perfectionist sometimes. And when things go wrong, I'm like, fuck fuck puck, fuck and i'm so i just i beat myself up about it but then again my dad's the only my dad's the only person i could go to jail and he'd be like yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the only person that would be like I c- it's fine it's, who fucking cares mm-hmm. who cares and i love his mindset but i wish i kind of had it like him right but i totally forgot where i was going with this
0: <laughs> uh we were just talking about i was talking about how um Fuck! Where were we going with
1: this? <laughs> we both lost our chance, bro. It, bro,
0: it happens all <laughs> the Sometimes time. Sometimes I get so deep into a conversation, yeah. I
1: was like, "Wait, where was Yo,
0: I?" Yo, because my mind be going like other no, so I'll be like, like "Wait, be like, I need like, to hit God this damn point." This, like this, this goes so many places right now. <laughs> I was just talking about how um, my mom, and if you if you remember what you said at any point, just fucking mm-hmm. cut me off. Um, after I understood, my mom said, "You'll understand when you're older, right?" Yeah, I'm the only thing she has. Um, after holding my niece for the first time, I grew so much tremendously when I heard, when she said, like, when she said that, like I said, that's a one-way conversation, right? I'm still listening and learning from stuff that she told me every day. And those answers of why, you find out every day. Why did she have to pass away? Well, it sucks, obviously. You know, I'm talking about a man nonchalant. It sucks. It sucks. But you know, so many good things have come from, my, oh, from it too. Mm-hmm. I found the strength and passion to go for this podcast, regardless of what anybody's told me. Because my mom always told me, even before, even before uh, I was doing this, she said, "Do what makes you happy." Do what, she would tell me every day, every day. She said, "Do what makes you happy." I would take that in in one ear and it will leave the I'll other. The next, like literally, she told me, "Do what makes you happy." She's like, "Anything you do." She's like, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. She's like, I don't care if you're broke. I don't care if you're this or that. She's like, figure it out. Make yourself happy. And if you're happy, I'm happy.
1: Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. My my brain is going. <laughs> <laughs> because now I'm like, wait, I need to say something. Say and it. I'm, say it. Say it. Don't so, say like, right, like, when your mom tells you do what makes you happy, for me, <laughs> and this is not to bash my mom, obviously, mm-hmm. but then. but Mm. but um Mm. mm, actually (laughs) no but like she always told me fuck what other people say fuck what other people say she was like as long as you're happy i'm happy for you i came out Mm -hmm. (laughs) that didn't Mm -hmm. matter (laughs) that didn't matter and then my the relationship that i had gained with my mother uh in the years that i went to high school went to shit um and then all of a sudden I was like, Well, that didn't that fucking that I did nothing. Um, and I would get into these arguments with her when I came out. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I just don't understand why you're doing this to me. I don't know where I went wrong. She was like, I, I knew I was a bad mother. I'm such a bad mother, da-da-da-da. And I was and then she would cry and like all this. Hello on me, exposing my whole story of mm-hmm. coming out. Um, and I'm a big crier. Mm-hmm. I'm a big crier. Ooh, but, me for, too. but for some reason. I never let those tears out in front of her when it came to those conversations. And she was like, you know what? Maybe you did end up being stronger than I am. And I was like, it's because I don't care what you have to say. And she was like, she kind of felt a little offended. And I was like, you're the one who told me not to care what anyone else thinks. You're part of that group. And she took that shit personally. And I was like, as you should, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because like, I love her. And of course, if my mother passed away, right, Mm -hmm. I would be devastated. And, and everything. But at the same time, it's like I really have taken the things that she has said to me to heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like and she has said hurtful things that I'll probably forgive, but I won't forget. But she always told me to do what makes me happy. It kind of took me a couple of years, obviously, through my sexuality to figure that out. But I'm in a place where she has now realized you know, because now our relationship isn't close anymore. She was like, "Wow, it's either really, it's really either accepting my daughter and her relationship with her partner, or not having my daughter at all."
0: Boom, and that's and that's that's crazy. That that event, you know, forced you the the uncommunication. It's almost like it was on one side. You know what I mean? Like I said, it was almost the one side that made you actually kind of appreciate it. And that's the thing I'm trying not to do. Not 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 saying that this is gonna sound weird. Let me finish. <laughs> let me finish okay, my okay, sentence. Okay. That's what I'm trying not to do in life anymore is wait till that moment where it's like it's so desperate that you have you have no way but to find a solution to find your happiness. You know, my mom always told me find your happiness. It, Unfortunately, it took it. it, It's not that it wouldn't have been possible without her passing, but it took her passing to completely open up my mind and it was that one-way conversation where i'm just like what would my mom say what would she say what did she teach me and not having that communication where i would never stop learning um that's why that's that that's literally what i'm doing what i what i'm doing now you know like she's like find people who love you find people you trust do what makes you happy and like i said my my sister and my my father i don't i don't know what they think about what i do you know because they always see me hustling i think Mm -hmm. that's why they don't bother me and much and like again they know my mom would kind of be saying the same thing she's like it's okay don't don't making you happy you know they saw me packing up for all this shit before you know um but yeah i'm not trying to let i would i would hate for some it happens but i would hate for someone else to pass away and then me just start listening after you know, because those conversations, I'm telling you, one day you will have that conversation. Um,
1: well, that's why I'm, that's mm. that goes back to what I said before. I'm trying mm. to be accepting um, and not take things too personally, even death mm-hmm. when people come in and out of my life.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's a, it's a great way to look at it. And I'm really glad you had that experience with your mom. And I really hope that things will get better. And honestly, Things are yeah.
1: gradually getting better. Mm. And I can see that she's trying, but. It's it's a really big change for her, you know, because mm. she grew up being—shout out to all my Hispanics. Uh, my mm. mom grew up being a conservative Catholic. Mm. You know what I'm That's saying? That's tough. That's tough. Girl, <laughs> That's let me tough. tell you. That shit's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when I was like, hey, I'm gay, she was like, what? <laughs> she was like— you're playing.
0: Listen, I'm not trying to put them in the groove, but them CCs, them, them CCs. conservative <laughs> them CCs, them conservative Catholics, bro.
1: Yo, they know jokes. They
0: they they know they, they, they a different breed. They know jokes. That's
1: why when my dad was like, So what do you want for lunch? I was like, I don't think you heard me. And mm. he was like, No, I did. Moving on. And I was like, mm. what the fuck?
0: Bro, that's how I'm gonna be with my kids. As long I mean like I don't know if I, I, if I would ever say no to anything, but if he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna wear this first suit to school," I'm gonna be like, "All right, let's think about this. All right, let's think about this real quick. Right, let's let, let, let's let's split it fifty fifty around the house, not at school. Around the house, you could just do that."
1: I mean, honestly, like, and I was talking to my girl. We, my girlfriend and I, have talked about this plenty of time because, obviously. <laughs> I want to marry her. Mm-hmm. Um, because how lame would it be to be in a relationship for so long and then get my heart broken? No, thank you. Shit. No, thank you. You're like, you know, sometimes it's beneficial. <laughs> you know, Actually, some, no, Louis. Sometimes. Lewis. Sometimes. No. sometimes. No, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Nah, nah, nah. You're no, definitely you. chilling, bro. No, so. Love is fucking beautiful. Right? And also, the whole thing with time. Hold up. This all wraps around. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of people have bashed me for the idea that I want to get married young by mm-hmm. young I'm not saying like right now I want to finish college and everything and I want to have a stable job and you know whatever but um me and my girlfriend can't have kids mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like we have to adopt or foster I would love mm-hmm. we would love to be foster parents but like the adoption process takes so much fucking time and also they're not gonna look <laughs> they're not gonna look at us like mm-hmm. us being in a relationship not even married and be like yeah yeah give them a kid fuck no it's not gonna happen we have to get married we have to like show the adoption agency we have a stable home it takes time and like I don't I don't want to be like 35 like obviously I want to experience life but I would love to experience life also like in the process of like getting a baby boy I would love we would love a baby boy my girlfriend literally told me if we have a girl she'd leave me lol (laughs) she was like fuck having a girl and like quite frankly I agree girls are bitches I'm a Damn, girl, so you,
0: can, you. You said it, not me. I shut the I'm fuck up. You not, know what? never I'm not, mind. I'm not I am not getting canceled here. Right? Like, I'm <laughs> no. just, I'm just an innocent bystander. <laughs> no, I no. love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love everybody. No hate. Love is love.
1: Anyway. <laughs> no. So, mm-hmm. um, you, where the fuck was I going with this?
0: Damn. <laughs> no, nah, I was. I was actually just about to, about to say, like, no one can tell you when the right time is. No
1: one can tell, no, you, right? Because no everyone you. has a different story, mm-hmm. and no one no one that's not you should write your story. You know, that didn't really make a lot (laughs) of (laughs) fun.
0: No one who isn't you should tell you how to live.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so Mm -hmm. it's like I don't want to hear it. Fuck, like Mm -hmm. people get married. People in like the 50s married when they were like 16 here they are with their abusive husbands when they're 80 they're (laughs) fine they're
0: fine okay hold on on, all right all right right. number one it's not fine (laughs) if you're in an abusive relationship uh, no please leave seek help please leave see see a therapist
1: (laughs) they're kind of expensive actually funny story Mm -hmm. real quick i have really shitty health insurance Mm -hmm. and i i told my girlfriend uh, like, months ago, I was like, damn, like, I really want to seek therapy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, cool. L- l- like, let's look at your insurance. My, I called over, like, 20 fucking, like places and they're like nah sorry bro we don't accept your insurance but you can mm. pay 200 for a session and i was like <laughs> mm, no, girl. i was like i'm a broke college student what the fuck i'm not that like depressed mm-hmm. um so then i tried calling caps caps is the counseling oh my god wait my school's gonna hear me talk shit oh. anyways uh i don't really fucking care. um i called caps which is <laughs> <laughs> Shout <out Ma> <laughs> it's okay they mm-hmm. won't find me actually they mm-hmm. might but um, I tried calling on some like, hey, I really hate my life. I don't know what to do with myself. I mm. want to change on some, you know, really, really sad, sad shit. And they were like, yeah, leave a voicemail. We'll call you back. I mm. never heard from them again.
0: Yeah. And I was like,
1: damn, they probably, that's kind of rough.
0: That inbox is probably overfilled.
1: Bro. No. And I'm going to
0: tell you, it's not It's not just your school, bro. It's, it's also the school that I went to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, trust me, like, it's, I, I don't even know. What would make that better? Because I feel like the school would have to put more money into that. And But, they're... like,
1: why does mental health not matter as much as putting a TV in every fucking study room?
0: Because mental health is not going to make you money, baby. <laughs> you so you so you that you people you be, facts. listen, listen. You 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 going around the school be like, yo, look at all these mentally like healthy people, and they're going to be. i don't give a fuck about anybody here. Dude. <laughs> they're going
1: to be like, you fuck tell me, okay.
0: like like you looking at all the students in one class, but be this like, yo, TV Gucci. though, but this TV, but t- like, while you studying, bro, Mad like you could, nice. you could make a podcast, Mad like that's nice. crazy. Like look
1: at us now. Um, <laughs>
0: but you you were talking about how. Um,
1: I was going somewhere with this, yes, yes. Yes,
0: because yes, yes. we kind of we kind of oh, oh, went off path.
1: Therapy, therapy,
0: therapy. But yes. you were talking about how um, you and your girl getting married and stuff, the kids, the whole Shit, process. Oh my being, god, I
1: really stayed. Oh, yeah. I st- no, it's cool, curious. bro. That's why, I'm here, um, that's why I'm here. No, so.
0: You're talking about your your girl and how it would be a difficult process. You were talking about how, um, we also talking about how just like love and like nobody could tell you when's the right time. Wow, we actually,
1: hit a lot like, of topics. Yeah, oh.
0: no, no, we've <laughs> we, been I've been very enjoying myself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> very I mean, much. I've been very much enjoying No, but myself. so. <laughs> so, it's, a,
0: it's okay, dude. Bro. <laughs> no,
1: my mind really goes blank sometimes. I'm bro, trying to like work too. on it. But now me I'm just too. kind of allowing shit to happen. Um, no, what I was gonna say was that with the whole love thing, um growing up, now I'm just hitting a totally different topic, but I promise it has to do with what we're talking Gucci, about. bro. Go ahead. Growing up, like with the conservative Catholic household that I was raised in, mm-hmm. right? Um A lot of Hispanics, like, have a lot of flaws that they don't like to point out, right? Like, the whole machismo thing, right? Oh, my my God. God. Um, Talking about how, like, coming into this country, right, with my parents being first-gen, like, my mom was, like, you need to get a good education. Like, you don't want to be doing the things that I do. And it's, like, that motivates me and everything to do better, but, like, in raising me to, like, go to college get a good job the topic of mental health never mattered like it was just kind of like oh you're struggling same yeah just fucking deal with it but Mm -hmm. that shit has taken the lives of a lot of people again hitting the topic of death Mm -hmm. and then being like i don't know what happened right because no one likes to pay minds of all the things that that happen in our lives like i'm not saying that people who are not first gen don't struggle but like we all struggle in different ways exactly people think that because you're in the in the stereotypical group of being a first gen that we all have the same struggles. We have like all similar struggles, but we all struggle differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think like mental health is so important to bring up into like his, the Hispanic culture and everything and why they don't really pay much mind into it. But like, it's sad to say I've steered away from my family because they haven't paid attention to my mental health. And then they're sad because I don't come along. And then I feel guilty because if someone passes away, I feel like I've lost time with them. It just literally all ties together of me not putting enough energy into someone into a certain relationship, into like the culture that I was raised in, me coming out, having my own identity. Like it hits so many different topics. And that's why when I, I texted you mm-hmm. and I was like, this is kind of what I want to talk about. It just wraps all of what my life is together. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate. And that's why I wanted to talk about kind of being a first gen and the struggles of mental health. And Well,
0: I I will say this. I've actually do, going into a first gen topic and just like it's, it's always fascinated the shit out of me. And you know what? I think what comes to, to my mind a lot is that. What we have that I think is the biggest difference from our parents and people who are older than us um, is the options. And I think that because of those options, it has made us more sensitive, but not necessarily that it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because being more sensitive means we can feel more. And being able to feel more means that you could enjoy life more because you can feel everything that life gives you. It is exhausting, you. though. It is Speaking very from It is very exhausting. And it sucks when you have a first gen that didn't have those options. They don't feel certain things, so they can't necessarily help you. You know, the best thing my mom ever did in my life for me, besides, you know, give me love and everything. She's the one who made me start therapy she's the one and and she didn't even agree with it and shout out to my sister because my sister told her to put me in and that's when she was like okay let's just try it out you know because my dad didn't believe in that stuff at all
1: i took family therapy once mm -hmm. that shit was a joke
0: it's it's difficult because you also for therapy to work as well you have to be open to it you know i mean it's something that you have to want you know it's like i hate I, i give this example all the time it's like a drug addict you know what I mean? You could put a drug addict in the best rehab in the world, but if they're still addicted mentally and they still want to do it, doesn't matter if they're clean for a year, they'll go right back to that shit. I agree. You know? And I
1: agree.
0: For example, because of, of the suffering that I know my, my family has gone through, that sometimes gives me a little bit of comfort when I'm like, all right, I look back, I'm like, all right, shit is not that bad. All right. You know, like, oops, sorry. That was fucking crazy. <laughs> Um. Anyway, <laughs> like for example, my dad. Well, uh, he had a kid with uh, he had my sister in Peru with my mom. He left Peru for a year to work in the United States.
1: Oh my my dad the same.
0: And that means leaving your partner with your kid for a whole year no visitations there wasn't no FaceTime. there was landlines the landlines you had to pay for yeah and you don't have you literally left the country to get money and you're not gonna spend that money every day you might call them once a week maybe just so you could have more money in the bank to get them over here right and i'm gonna compare this to another situation my friend and his girl right Mm -hmm. they can't be separated they can't. What they, you mean? They, they, they can't, they can't no, I'm deal, curious. They can't deal with being separate from each other, right? And um, even if it meant like giving up something or giving up time with each other. Like for example, remember I talked about that energy it was like this person used to go solo. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean you need to break up, okay. but then it means that some someone's you guys are gonna have to sacrifice, right?
1: Uh-huh. Well, relationships mm-hmm. are about sacrifice.
0: My parents sacrificed that connection and the relationship. So then they could build a better one when they got back to it. It doesn't mean they broke up or anything, Mm -hmm. but it just meant that all of a sudden, 100% of his energy went to get in the bag and then providing for his family so his family could move to the United States. There was no option of, hey, I'm going to bring them with me. We'll figure it out. I'll make sure my relationship is great. I'll make sure i call them. I'll make sure she's okay. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll have money in between to go visit, fly fly to Peru, make sure we're good and come back. It was just like, no, we're, this is something we're going to have to sacrifice and boom. And so when my friend was coming at t- to me and being like, yo, I can't leave her. Like we're going to break up and shit like that. Like I'll look back and sometimes I'll have like that first gen mindset. I'll be like, bro, my dad left his whole wife with a kid for a whole fucking year talking on the phone. Once a, a week, a shitty once a week, and you can call your girlfriend for free. You can FaceTime her every day for free. You could text each other every day. And I'm, I'm and while I'm going through this whole process, I'm like, I sound like my fucking parents. <laughs> I was like, but then I, I kind of understand that. You know what I mean? But he never, he will never in his life understand that pain. He will never understand that sacrifice. He will never understand it. And if he didn't know a story like my parents and he didn't grow up with something like that, he wouldn't necessarily probably even sympathize with it. He just knows his pain and what it means to him, you know. And that's why I'm saying it's important to kind of open up your eyes, too. You know, that's when I kind of started instead of just hating on my parents for not understanding depression for all this stuff. I kind of looked at it through their eyes because unfortunately they didn't get to feel you know? Well, the
1: thing is also like some of them, like I, sp- I speak on behalf of my mother, I guess mm-hmm. it has taken her 50 years to realize she has unresolved trauma. And due to the unresolved trauma, she raised me the way she knew best or the boom. way she thought bet was best. Fucking boom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like I suffered from that, but I also understand in a way she didn't know any better. Even if it's wrong, because it is, Yep. she didn't know any better. You know what I'm saying? And it took her own daughter getting educated to tell her that she was mentally ill. Yeah. And she was like, nah. And I was like, really? And then I'll hit every certain point And she was like, oh. I was like, yeah.
0: Because you know what? I will say this. Even with that whole example mm-hmm. of them, of them doing that. Since they didn't have options they had no other choice but to eat shit when it came to dealing with those emotions yeah. right? there was literally no other option there wasn't anything that would have helped my mom feel better about my dad leaving to go find like get secure the bag for the family all of her trauma from being like i miss him all the trauma where i need help with the baby all the trauma with is he is he cheating on me out there? All the trauma is like I just need to talk to him and not having him there at all. You know,
1: I but bet she gained a lot of in independence from that, like being like I could do this myself. Well, I don't need anybody.
0: Well, well, that's what you would think mm-hmm. if you didn't swallow all that pain that's inside yeah. instead of dealing with those emotions and go seeking help. Cause that shit didn't exist. She was just like, okay, this is what I, all that pain and trauma and shit I, I have about that shit. I'm gonna swallow it because that's what I have to do. And that's what we have to do to succeed. You know what I mean? We don't have that here as second generation towards that. You know what I mean? We have the option to deal with our problems, you know what I mean? And figure it out. Cause it's not like our life is going to like, completely end if that doesn't happen their option was succeed or live the rest of your life in poverty it well was, it was yeah go ahead
1: it's funny you say that because my dad obviously came here to um to provide for his parents. This is, I believe, before my parents got married, to provide for his parents because obviously he came from a really, really poor family. Like homie had no shoes, was walking barefoot, living Crazy. life. Crazy. <laughs> living life, running mm-hmm. through running through the grass. Mm-hmm. Um LOI love when parents are like, I walk three hours Bro, to get to school. Literally. No, my dad. Yeah. My dad was yeah. like, Yeah, I would walk mm-hmm. three hours to go to school and then come back barefoot. Mm-hmm. Try me. And I was mm-hmm. like, damn. Um <laughs> but um my dad didn't go to middle school. When I say I'm first gen, mm-hmm. <laughs> listen, my dad didn't get a chance to go to middle school because he, start, he had to start working. Mm-hmm. My dad was homeless for some, for some time throughout high school, you know, and that's why it's not to say I, I, I didn't want to go to college. But I, I really felt the pressure of going to college because my dad didn't even get a chance to get and at and like a sixth grade education, my mom didn't get a chance to go to college because she started working at some law firm and then she fell in love and was like, let me move to the United States of America. Cause this man is going to provide for me. First of all, homie, you was mm-hmm. dumb. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm serious. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm all for it. Like, m- like, following your partner's dreams but my mom was really kind of stupid for that because like they had just started dating like she got married spontaneously she didn't know my dad but now my dad being here for 30 plus years he is 59 going on 60 homie doesn't have a damn clue about uh being financially stable having a proper education. He has always puts every everyone's needs before his own. And that has affected me growing up because that's how I was raised with that mentality, mm. putting everyone's needs and wants before my own. Yep. And I have struggled from that, which is why I'm saying I understand that their traumas and their problems, Um, they didn't want me to have them, but they didn't even know they had that. Yeah. Right? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like my dad's the kind of person to have $6,000 and give you the money, even though he needs it because he feels like you needed more hmm and like that like he has a big heart everyone loves my father but like that has affected me into thinking the same that I should do the same because when you're growing up you're like you follow what your parents do what the people around you do yeah you know what I'm saying which is why never mind I'm not about it I'm not about it <laughs> I was about to get into this whole thing where yeah, like no I like you- some people I don't like to say I'm more mature than people my age However, I do believe that there are some experiences that some people having gone through at my age that I have that make me believe that it was okay for me to experience trauma and for all these things to have the mentality I have nowadays.
0: It is completely okay for you to go through any pain, to go through any emotion, as long as it leads to another side of learning. I don't agree with going through anything, without it having a learning capability or Mm -hmm. that you teach someone else the death of my mom taught me so much my breakup my my first big breakup taught me so much my second smaller breakup taught me so much too taught me so much
1: but you know what's crazy mine didn't teach me shit
0: you gotta open your ears mama I guarantee you there's things there.
1: Hey, only my girlfriend can call Yo, me listen. Mom. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, but listen, like, it's funny, but then again, like, even after my second little breakup or whatever, mm-hmm. it still didn't teach me shit. What taught me shit was going into college and experiencing all the moments that I could have died. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that I put myself in dangerous situations where I was like, oh my God, let me take a look at my life because shit is not, is not, it's not doing what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's not hitting the way it's supposed to be hitting. Um, but like I said before, everyone has different experiences, which yeah. is why like your struggles are still struggles and mine are mine, but they're just different.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I think there's only one thing I'll disagree with you on that is that that oh. everything everything will teach you something. But it takes time sometimes to figure that out. You know, true. I, I, true. I will say because like I said, as as you get older, the more the more I, the more older I get, the more I realize I don't know shit. Right. I said that towards the beginning of this podcast. I've held babies before. I told you when I held my niece, everything changed. Yeah. You know, something something hit my head where I was just like, I was my mom was like, "Yo, you know, you'll understand when you hold a kid." And I held a kid, and I was like, uh, "This is nothing, right?" But then all of a sudden, something, something so small, boom, it changes. You know what I mean? And you I, held your I, niece, and I you were found like, it. "Yeah, like I I found that, you know that that feeling." um, and kind of wow we, we we really went off the rails there we, <laughs> yeah. i wanted to take it back to the trauma that our parents experienced right so they learned to kind of just eat shit and keep on moving for that success right for, for that success. success and they i feel like they also to a certain extent probably feel like yo I went through all this shit to make your life easier. And in technicalities, your life is easier, right? Yes. Technically, technically, because yes. like I said, I didn't have to wake up at two o'clock in the morning to get to school. You know what I mean? I rode, I rode my little chubby ass in the school bus that was heated. My was, dad drove yeah. me his little
1: Toyota car. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro,
0: like I was fucking around with the kids every day. I had a beautiful childhood and I had a beautiful childhood. Well, I had... Comparative to their childhood, I had I might as well be like the richest person in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably feel some type of way about that, you know. Mm. They probably do, um, but it doesn't necessarily give them the right to not like their traumas too end up going to us. Actually, I'll say this: my mom taught me this.
1: Oh my my God, mom me burp again. I'm so sorry.
0: No, you're Gucci, bro. I'll, every time you burp, I'll edit it
1: out. It's cool. No, I've been burping so many fucking <laughs> times. <no>, <laughs> the whole fine. podcast. <laughs> you're that ass fine.
0: Um, so my mom taught me and how I believe about energies as well. Your energy doesn't necessarily just dissipate into nothingness when you die after death. What I believe and what like, you know, my mom has taught me is that your energies get split between the people, your family and the people who love you because they're the ones who absorb absorbed it. So when you leave and your energy is different than your spirit, right? Your Energy is different than your spirit because the spirit's more like angels and you could visit people and whatever right your energy is literally the thing the phys one of the physical things the physical non-physical things that you leave in this world and that will spread to your family when my mom passed i think i took it so easily because my mom went like literally it was so weird the week that she passed she was the most zen i've seen her in her life she was really talking to me about it she was like i have no hate for anybody I forgive everybody. She's like, I literally have not an ounce of hate in my heart. Like I'm, I'm happy. I'm content. And my mom would tell me, she was like, when people pass and they have hate in their heart, that's why you want to build towards happiness. You want to build towards not having any bad energy in you because that energy will go to other people. My mom literally had nothing, nothing but love to give me when she passed nothing but love to give me. And I think that's what made it so easy It made it so easy because I like literally physically absorbed that energy, and I was just like, "It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay." You know. That's so. So (laughs) so it's it's hard because like now like when I when I talk to my dad, I'm like, "Dad, I know you have issues," and now I talk to him almost like a little bit um, uh, what's it called? Kind of selfish on my part. I'm like, "Dude, you have so many unsolved issues. When you pass, dude." That's just going to fuck me up.
1: No, yeah. stop. I've yeah. literally gotten into conversations like that with my mom because I think my mom has a lot of hatred towards herself.
0: Mm. And oh, my God. Bless her, so,
1: bro. No, like, I'm serious. She has so much hatred towards herself, and I know why. I mean, some things are I'm still trying to figure out, but then again, it's not my life. Mm-hmm. But she has so much hatred towards herself and what life has done to her. And sometimes I'm like, when she passes... I feel like I really, I'm going to go off the rails. And not so much because of her death, but the effect of her death and, like, her energy and her soul that is going to carry so heavy on me, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because
0: you know what? You know what? When you do absorb that stuff, I hope you don't. I hope she... I, I really hope I, really, I do I really pray she, she, really she figures out all of her stuff. But, again, my mom, like... That's that's that falls onto our shoulders to figure out and listen to those one way conversations and figure them out so we don't pass them on to our kids. to everything, like I said, right now, I'm in a super Zen place. I really have no hate against really anybody. Do people make me upset when I think about them? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. You know, but. Again, there's not one person in my life that I don't hope the best for, that I hope they succeed and they find that happiness.
1: How you do that? You get that shit on Amazon, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> listen, sometimes I be thinking about the people that have done me dirty, and everything happens for a reason, and exactly. I understand that. Exactly. And I'm, I've seen that shit on TikTok where it's like people treat you the way they view themselves or like how they feel like they're being treated, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think about situations where people have treated me shitty and I'm like, but how selfish do you have to be to not give a damn about my own feelings or the things that you are doing or saying to me that hurt. But then again, I I bring myself back to a place where I'm like, but I'm the only person here, you know, first of all, whoa, fucking brain fart I don't know what I just said there. Mm. that made absolutely no sense nah dude you're chilling I'm listening no what I'm trying to say no because my mind just goes into so many different things I think what I'm trying to say (laughs) is that I want to get comfortable in a place where someone can literally look me look at me and be like fuck you you're the worst person in this world you've done nothing and be like that's what you think
0: do you love yourself do you have problems loving yourself
1: yes I do
0: Okay, sorry. I asked two questions that both both required a yes. Okay, number one question. Do do you love yourself?
1: No. Not as much as I should. But um, that's going to take time. Um, That's going to take me putting more energy towards myself. And kind of goes back to something I had texted uh, you about, about self-care. It's about me taking time to learn about myself.
0: Oof. Hell yeah.
1: You know what I'm Hell saying? Yeah. Because people say, Oh, well you should know you best, but there are things in life I haven't experienced that maybe I don't know that I like to do. You know, the whole point of hobbies is you experiencing something and realizing, Oh, I like to do this. I wanna do this more. That's how it becomes a freaking hobby. You know what I'm saying? And I'm really young. I'm I'm twenty. Like I'm gonna be twenty one in like three months.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, let's go. <laughs> let's
1: go? go? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are so many things I have yet to learn, and I'm excited to learn. But if you ask me right now, do you love yourself? If I say yes, I will feel like I'm lying to you.
0: I'll tell you what. I know I've said I've learned so much from the breakup I went through. The number one thing that I learned from the breakup, the number one thing, is how to love myself. Loving yourself is this this kind of sucks. This kind of sucks. But you cannot truly love someone else 100% if you don't love yourself. And even though you think you are, because you don't fully love yourself, you might be giving them everything you can. But if you really love that person, you're going to want to give them even more, right? You're going to want to give them all of you. And you can't give them all of you if you don't love all of you why would you give why would you give the part that you hate to the person you love that's true why would you do that you wouldn't do that no like i wouldn't i wouldn't be like you know have a piece of bread and the moldy part i'm giving it to you you know what i mean i'm eating all the good bread you know (laughs) to completely love someone else and have love for others you need to first love yourself completely and it's fucking hard oh my god is it hard I've dealt with weight issues my whole life. My whole life. I deal with them now, you know? Every time I'd look at that podcast camera, I would look at myself. I'm like, look at this fat shit. You know, when I first started. When I first started. And I just learned. I was just like, you know, I have so much love for myself that I'm I'm worth way more than I am just at face value. Whatever this camera says, I don't give a fuck. If people want to call me fat, people want to call me whole, but it shit doesn't matter. Why? Because I love myself. I know who I am. I know what I stand for. There's people who have fucking told me like they the certain things that they think about me, right? It never bothers me because I again the the love with yourself is like the relationship with your girl. Think about it like this. you get into arguments with your girl, right? okay? Well, at one point at some point, hopefully I, I hope it never happens. I hope everything's perfect, but I'm saying probably at one point you'll have an argument with your girl okay regular part of any relationship. That same concept of a relationship you're going to have with yourself. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn, I'm sexy as fuck. <laughs> Be like, god <laughs> damn. I was like, yo, mama, you did right, bro. You did something right here. You did something right here, mama. Yeah, I respect you. I, 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 I respect you. You I look at yourself in the mirror you're like, yo, right? you could kind
1: of get it. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then like, you know, other days I'll get out of the shower and I'm just doing my face. I'm like, damn, let's go with these man titties, bro. Get into the <laughs> gym, bro. Like, yeah, yeah it'd be like that sometimes you know and then i'd be like that and then i'll start getting really depressed i'll be like damn i like i was like the izzy's and is gonna stop me from finding love you know what i mean <laughs> and it gets into stupid conversations right but at the end of the day i'm like nah like you could dislike things about yourself that's fine and you can not like how you are in a certain area right now but you still love yourself enough to be able to change those things
1: okay so let me go back to what i said and let me yeah. change my answer I like myself. Mm -hmm. I know what I can offer. I know that I am a good partner. I know that I'm a good friend. I know that I'm a good daughter. I know that I'm a good student. I'm just having trouble finding out what being the best me is for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, because I'm so worried about building a village in my life about choosing and picking who I want to be in my life that will benefit me in a healthy and good way that will help me grow but I'm not looking at myself mm-hmm. and seeing how I can grow as a person individually. So when I say I don't love myself is because I don't feel confident knowing exactly what you feel like that damn I'm sexy like mm-hmm. that's what I view as loving myself every single day and I don't. I don't I feel like some days no, I feel like my life Currently, consists a little bit more of finding my like looking at my insecurities and realizing looking at my faults rather than realizing everything that I can offer and all the good things I see in myself. So that's why I can't confidently say that I love myself, but Mm -hmm. I do like myself. Mm -hmm. I don't hate myself.
0: That's good. And and it happens sometimes. Sometimes sometimes you do hate yourself. Sometimes you know what I mean. But the overall. Sometimes
1: I feel mm -hmm. guilt and shame in the things I can't do or can't control. But um, I don't hate myself. I think I've come a really, really long way in life. And I've done it on my own. I've done it on my own without the help of my parents or friends. That's great. You know, I do have selective people in my life that have um, been with me while I've grown. But like me myself, I've done it on my own without the help of anyone. And
0: that's honestly like you learn from other people. And what the weirdest thing is, too, is, like, at the end of the day, you really just have yourself. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm like, oh, No, nobody I know. else matters. I know I exactly anything. how you mean it. You know, it. but, like, no one else will help you. Just like how with a drug, like I said before, yeah. like, with somebody who's addicted to drugs, no one's going to get them off. It's not because, you know, his mom says, you know, like, you need to do this because I love you it's like he should do that because he loves himself and that's kind of the whole arc of why it's so important to love yourself because when you don't know how to love yourself you'll let your demons take over you you know well
1: that's why i'm i'm going through this whole this whole process of you know going to therapy because i knew that i this is something I wanted. I have been struggling on my own for so long because I'm so self aware of my feelings of the things I need to work on, all my traumas, but I've been doing it on my own, trying to fucking like problem solve on Google, like how to fix yourself, how to cope with this and this, how to do like anxiety tips, like all that. I've been doing it because I want to, because I'm in the mindset where I'm ready to get help.
0: That's great. That's so beautiful. You know what
1: I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, that's why I slightly disagree that I can love someone a hundred percent because I know that I'm capable of doing the, sa- the same for myself and I know it's within me. Mm-hmm. I just haven't found it yet completely. Mm-hmm. So that's why I do slightly disagree with you mm-hmm. is because being in the relationship with my girlfriend, um, I've realized that I do not need to leave her Mm-hmm. to work on myself and mm-hmm. to love myself 100 percent, because I see her and I see the way that she loves herself I see the the growth just within the last year that we've had together her independently not even in our relationship mm-hmm. and I'm like there's no need for me to leave you know And the support system I have with her is amazing, fantastic. And she sits down with me and she's like, feel that discomfort. Mm -hmm. Feel that nasty, tight feeling you have in your chest when you feel like you can't talk. She was like, you need to do that because if you don't do that with me, you're going to do it alone and you're going to drive yourself crazy. And I 100 percent agree because it's happened. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And it's just I have grown so much within the last year and. I realized more of about my unresolved drama. Girl, I hope you continue I've, to
0: keep going too. But
1: I am grateful that I have seen it because if I didn't, I would. I don't know how long I would have gone until I would have hit a breaking point, and then everything would have fallen on my shoulders and on my life, and I would have been like, I can't do this, and then I would have gone back into those suicidal to- into those suicidal thoughts. And I never want to feel that again. And if that means feeling that uncomfortable feeling, um, that tightness and anxiety, confrontation, learning the struggles of learning to love myself, you know, committing to being in a relationship, I want to feel all that. I want it. I want it. And I love it. And I'm trying to learn to love it and see the benefits in it because I really have grown so much throughout the last year. And coming out was a really big part of it because I lost some people you know, family, and um, I'm okay with that. I've gotten to a point where I am okay with that, and my girlfriend has just reassured me every day, and I understand that people are like, okay, but your girlfriend can up and leave you one day. That's true, but I know she won't. (laughs) I know that she won't, and I don't care what anyone tells me because I've never been so sure of anything in my life, and even if that was the case, Shit, I mean, I'm going down with her. Like, I'm literally key her car. But Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I'm just, that is something I feel confident in. Mm -hmm. And um, some people may be like, yeah, but you're young. But, like, the confidence I have in my relationship and the ability that, the confidence I have in the ability that I will grow independently as well, nothing can change my mind. Nothing can change my mind.
0: Kelly, we're coming to the near end of our podcast. I'm gonna tell you, this is one of the most beautiful conversations I've had on here so far. Aww. I definitely have to have you on again. Don't make
1: me sob. I'm wishing,
0: <laughs> I'm wishing you <laughs> until until the next time we we meet. I'm wishing you luck with everything you're doing. I hope you get to learn more. I hope you continue going. Me too. I hope everything like works out. I'm your number one fan over here, yo. Always at the podcast, yo. As we're uh, heading out of the podcast, um, let the people know where they could find you Instagram if you want to follow them oh or my like God. whatever.
1: Yeah. Okay, my Instagram is Kelsma underscore, K-E-L-L-S-M-A underscore. Um, that's it. Please don't follow my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it. You can find me on Instagram, though. I'm public, so you can stalk me. I have pictures of my beautiful partner. <laughs> Love you. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's where you can find me. All
0: right, cool. And usually, at the end of the podcast, while the music playing us out, I ask a question. All okay. Right? If you had to choose between living forever right or knowing when you would go shit what would you choose
1: knowing when I would go why cause I would do absolutely everything I (sighs) how do I phrase this um in the least weirdest way possible i want there to be an end i want to know that i lived a beautiful life doing everything that i've wanted to do and if that means knowing when the end of my time is that is okay with me because i'm sorry but have you seen vampire diaries i do not want to live forever like genuinely i do not want to live forever like god please no I wanna know when it, when the end will is when the end will be because I wanna live my life to the fucking fullest, no matter what anyone has to say, no matter how much money that involves me to, like fucking getting. I wanna do everything I can to be the happiest person that I can possibly fucking be.
0: Fucking beautiful, yo. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I look fucking great.